Welcome to the Aluminum Linings Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything except for our day jobs. This is the NaNoWriMo finale, part two, uh, because the first Isn't time... Isn't more of a reboot? Yeah. The first time uh, we had some technical difficulties, so we're having to re-record it. So we did originally record on the 30th. Um, I think this might be a better podcast just because I'm not completely exhausted. And last time, you know, the energy was low. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, so did you do it? I did it. Boom. Done. NaNoWriMo 2 finished. Is your book done? No, my book is not done. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ooh, deja vu. I think I've got over 130,000 words written so far. Mm-hmm. There is a prologue that might get deleted done. I'm not sure that. Anyway, I'm still not done yet. And I'm kind of worried because part of the novel, it's sort of this sort of organic thing happened where things seem to come to a climax. And so I've got to think about some things and see whether whether I should do something to bring all these things sort of to a head later rather than when they happened when I wrote them this time around because I'm just I'm thinking it might make the ending less effective, maybe. But we'll see. Why couldn't you just end your first book there? Well, because there's kind of most of the book was, was pushing towards them doing something else. Okay. And so I'm just not sure that that, that it's like, uh, it's like the main promise of the book isn't being fulfilled. Oh, I see. Uh, I feel. Anyway, uh, we'll see about that. We'll see. But I'm, I'm feeling a genuine sense of optimism about actually finishing. So that's Holy nice. cow. I know, right? Yeah. You don't have a genuine sense of optimism about most things. So I'm actually <laughs> really <laughs> Well, yeah, good. I usually like to downplay things and plan for the worst and hope for the best kind of thing. You can be a real Eeyore about stuff sometimes. Oh, yes. Yes, I can. I'd like to think I'm a more enthusiastic Eeyore, though. What was that? All I heard was, oh, bother. <laughs> so, okay, so how did your writing experience go? You wrote a whole new story this time? Yeah, I did finish it. I did finish it. I have 50,030 words on my Google Doc, 50030. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I finished the story at around 42,000 words. So the last (laughs) 8,000 words are... Well, some of it I went back through and added stuff in. I went back through and and described a lot of the planets and stuff a little bit more. But it was definitely a slugfest at the end because it was just like one or 200 words at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So when I... (laughs) I finished and I decided to put my uh, manuscript through a program that counts the number of times you've used words and phrases. Oh, right, right, yeah. So the good news is I only used the word suddenly 31 times in 50,000 words. So I'm pretty happy about that. The bad news is that (laughs) I used the word very 241 times. I used immediately 15 times, actually 25 times. O as in O-H, I used 47 times. Um, I only used three times, which I I really had to, Mm. I really had to rein myself in with that one because whenever a character was thinking or hesitant, 
I wanted to put um in the dialogue and I didn't. Yeah. So that's a personal Did victory. that a fair bit myself. I, I think I'm, I'm not planning on feeding anything into any sites that give me that kind of tabulation. But uh, I did, yeah, I did the, uh, what's that called? The three dots, ellipses. Yeah. So I'd do the ellipses, um, and then ellipses, and when they're, like, sort of hesitant about what they wanted to mm-hmm. say here. Yeah, or I'll do the I, uh, well. I think I might have used her, too. I'm not sure. Mm. The phrase I use most often was, I would love to tell you. <laughs> Uh, and that is, I used that 29 times. So a few times in the book, I would I would say things like, I would love to tell you I was brave. I would love to tell you that I did not waver in the face of adversity. I would love to tell you that I drew my sword and stabbed it right through that alien's chest. But those would all be lies. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a recurring framework that I used. So I, yeah. now that Well, I, and if you use it three or four times in one instance... That's going to add up pretty quick. Yeah. But, I mean, only 29 times, so... Yeah, well, that's not things. bad. Yeah, that's not even 1% of the words that I used, I don't think. Well, and if you used it, what, three times for every every time, that's only, like, really nine instances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my most common phrase. I used the word pee six times. I used the word dumpster seven times. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think it was good in that a lot of the words we talked about last week that I thought I was using again and again and again, I'm really not using that often, mm. all things considered. I did write in first person, so it should not surprise any of us that my most frequently used word was I. I used it <laughs> 2,596 times, which is roughly 5% of the words were the word I. <laughs> Yeah, that's... But, uh, yeah, so... uh, That's reasonable, I think. I think so. Also, don't put your manuscript through this if you want to publish it, because I have no idea what legal rights to the manuscript I handed over when I put it through that program. (laughs) I just don't care because it's a trash novel. I will say, though, there's a lot of things that came out of sheer desperation, because I definitely had moments... I think the last week of NaNoWriMo was about 6,800 words behind. And of course, the words just keep coming and coming, right? So you write 2,000 words, and you're like, man, I wrote a whole 4,000 extra word. Doesn't matter, because the next day, you're now 7,000 words. Yes. The last day, I only had to write 900 words, and I finished with about eight hours left um, on November 30th. Nice. But the days prior to that was like two, 3,000 words a day just trying to keep my head above water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely had moments where I was like, I wish I would have outlined. I wish I would have done Preptober so that I didn't have to think about what I was going to write. I could just do the writing part. Yeah. But then there's a lot of things that my brain came up with that out of sheer desperation that I actually really like about the novel. And there's some motifs and stuff that came out of that that I think if I would have sat down and intentionally outlined everything, I don't think that would have happened. And so it is kind of, I'm like, would it have been better if I outlined? Would it have been not? Now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm like, outlining. (laughs) Even though the last two years in a row, I've finished around the 40,000 mark and then the last 10,000 words have been a nightmare. Uh Yeah, you know, my space circus I was really happy with. Who wouldn't be happy with a space circus? Yeah, I named some pigs, some space pigs, Greg and Stupert, and no one can take that away from me. We'll see. I also think at the end of last year, I really hated my other 
my my story as well and now I'm looking at actually publishing it I'm in the process of editing it right now because there's actually lots in there that I really like so we'll see mm, cool so uh what's next what's next for you uh good question I well I want to finish this novel mm-hmm. I'm currently I I was leaning towards starting doing some studying this month mm-hmm. not novel related but just because I put everything on hold for November yeah. to do NaNoWriMo. Yeah, yeah. I'm an auxiliary firefighter, and I'm trying to get my full service certification. So there's some more learning I got to do for that. There's some other stuff I want to be studying and stuff. So uh, there's that. Mm-hmm. I found a book on Kobo, because I'm a Kobo VIP plus member or something like that that gives me access. Oh my goodness. Brave uh, Gives me access to some of their digital books. And I found a book uh, by an author. I uh, can't remember the author's name, but she wrote a book about how she went from writing 2,000 words a day to 10,000 words a day. Oh, man. So I really could have used that book in October. Yeah. Well, the rate I read, maybe <laughs> September. But even the first even the first bit of advice she gave, I was like, yes, that would have helped me so much. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And, and this is, it's kind of, it's not exactly outlining, but she was saying like what she does is when she goes to write a scene, she sits down and just says, well, what are the points I want to hit in this scene? What are the things that I want to accomplish in this scene? And just mm-hmm. jots those down. So she spends about five minutes doing that. Oh, so she just kind of does a micro outline before she yeah. writes. Yeah, and so I was like, because she said, okay, so you're trying to figure out your words, you know, the words you want to use and the sentence structure and all this to tell this story, mm-hmm. so that's not the time to be figuring the story out as you're going, right? Well, sure. Well, like, she, she just says it's, it's, it's like, kind of a, a lot of work to be doing while you're writing the story yeah, and so because yeah, she found that happened once like happened with her that the scene just wasn't happening it was frustrating her she wasn't getting anything done and i think by this point she was actually a full-time author but she had quit her job to oh, write really? you'd like this she also has embraced spreadsheets uh, that's how she did some of her figuring out what worked for her and what didn't was she started keeping track of her writing on oh, spreadsheets. Nice. So she would say the date she was writing, how, mm-hmm. what her word count was, how long she wrote for. So she was also calculating her words per minute, words per minute or words per hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where she was writing too, because that was for her. And, and that's the thing. Writing is always a personal thing. So what works for her might not work for somebody else. But she did find that writing in larger blocks away from home was much more effective for her. Mm-hmm. Like she said, in the morning, if she goes to the coffee shop, she's going to get more writing done than staying right. at home. And then. Well, especially when it's your full-time job too, right? There like- all kinds of stress on that. Like I'm thinking, man, NaNoWriMo stressed me out and there's nothing really on the line except, I don't know, bragging rights maybe? or Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. I I used that clip of me deciding what I was going to write about <laughs> at like five o'clock at night on November 1st. And I used the clip to promote the podcast on Instagram. So then I was like, man, I have to finish. Otherwise, I use this clip and this is a hilarious clip now. But if I don't finish, it becomes a very sad clip. The clip of me exclaiming when you, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what you were writing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what was this book called again? The book I was, I've been yeah. reading? 
Yeah. Don't know. I, I think it was something like... Well, you can't talk about what's in the book and not promote it. Well, I'm not finished the book. Maybe it might, the rest of it might suck. I don't know. Give me a second. I'll look it up. Sure. I was... You're right, because I hate that when people, they use the internet to research things. And 2,000 to 10,000. How to write faster, write better, and write more of what you love. And it's by Rachel Adams. Thank you, Rachel Adams. Aaron's. Sorry. Rachel Aaron's. Rachel Aaron's. Thank you, Rachel Aaron's. And screw you, Rachel Adams. <laughs> she, uh, well, she was saying also that she finished up a five-book series when mm-hmm. she made this discovery. Mm-hmm. So she was on book four or book five, I think, or something, when she started making these discoveries about how to write faster. And so she thought, well, okay, was this just a fluke? Because, you know, it's a, it's something I've been working, you know, this is my fifth book, and, and I'm all familiar with the world and all the characters and blah, blah, blah. She decided, well, I'm going to try these principles on my next book. And it was like, she spent a few days plotting the book, mm-hmm. and then it was like, I think 11 or 12 days she wrote a novel. What? Yes. That's what I want to be able to do. I want to write at Brandon Sanderson pace. You can't. Your fingers would explode. <laughs> he posts on his Instagram, he'll post these little updates with like word count and stuff. And he posted this one. I'm not sure what the software is, but it shows like progress on all his projects at once. And he's got like three projects going on. He's He also has an assistant though. Well, and he does it full time, right? Like we have day jobs, but still, I do really want to use this momentum to keep, especially now that I've published something once already and I kind of have an idea of the process, even if it's like maybe not the best idea of the process. I'm like, man, I just want to make stuff now. You know, I did the scary part. The scary part is done. And now I'm just like, yeah, let's write books. That's the thing. You get a few books under your belt and, you know, a person discovers one book and likes it and then they read the other books, right? Mm -hmm. So that could be a a really good springboard for you. Yeah. Uh, So um, momentum. Yeah, I would. part of me wants to keep the momentum going, but part of me wants to take a break from writing. (laughs) Well, we are now the fifth part of me of December and I haven't written anything since NaNoWriMo ended. Yeah, I hear you. Me too. And I just needed that mental break because especially being a discovery writer, I was thinking about my story all the time. I never had a mental break for my story for the whole month. And that's my fault for not outlining. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. Yeah, but you also finished your story too. I mean, that seems to be the common advice I've heard is when you finish writing something to put it down for a while Mm -hmm. and then read it with fresh eyes. Well, and I have two, three-ish other projects on the go right now, two of which that I'm editing and one that I'm kind of editing and writing because next year I want to publish a novel, a novella, and do a scripted podcast. We're in Rona time, so I have no idea how I would even begin to record a scripted podcast unless I do all the voices by myself, and I hate to break it to everyone, but I have about two voices I think I could successfully (laughs) do. And uh, that's it. So the scripted podcast might not come out just because of that, but no, you can use a voice modulator app and get a few more voices out. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I guess we could at the very least base it up and get two more, and then treble it up and get two more. So I guess I could do <laughs> six voices. Well, that's like there's a podcast I like called Mission to Zix. They have they'll list off the actors, and then they'll there's always one guy at the end that does all this side voices <laughs> and I'm just like how did you do all that and the truth of the matter is he's probably he or she I actually have no idea or they 
probably have honed their craft for a number of years and don't just do stupid voices in the car. They probably had to start somewhere, though. Yeah, true. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of where I want to carry on with my project is get the one from last year edited and polished up enough that I could at the very least let somebody read it. I was thinking the exact same thing as, like, I want to get this to a point where I could hand it off to somebody and say, okay, what works in this? What, you know, what things are confusing you about this? Because it Mm -hmm. is a world that I created and it's there's some freaky things about it and so I'm trying to you know because I know what's going on but how much of that have I revealed and as I've said before I seem to have a problem with writing descriptions of things so yeah well and just knowing what actually needs a description and what doesn't yeah I think and I that's definitely something that I struggled with with a book of this as well because I wanted it to be subtle enough that if you weren't paying attention you would miss stuff but I didn't want it to be so subtle that it was cryptic like it or I guess cryptic is the wrong word that I didn't give the reader enough information to draw the right conclusions right kind of like me the movie having Ronan. some underlying symbolism with no context for the reader just means the reader has no idea what I'm talking about right right I, I do get it where it's like okay how much is too much how much do I really need to beat the reader over the head with stuff for them to immerse themselves in this story in this world and i think i find for myself is that if you're writing a story and you say you went into an office you know the character goes into an office i'm not so sure i don't like you could give a big detailed description of the office and i'm still going to be picturing in my mind what i think of when i think of an office Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like if you give if you give a, you know, if you make it sound like, well, this is a well-to-do person, then I'm going to think of a, you know, an office with big, heavy, rich-looking furniture and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still probably going to be the thing that I picture, you know, it's what I picture, not what you're describing, actually. Uh, I don't know. That could be learning styles and interpretation, too, though. Some people might need more description than others to be able to kind of immerse themselves yeah, in the... visualize it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel actually, I, I feel pretty good. I felt less good on November 30th when we <laughs> when we did the first one. But now that I've gotten some sleep and some perspective, uh, I also feel some of that genuine optimism, Dad. Right. On. So, uh, did you want to redo your Twitter update? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, NaNoWriMo Twitter update. The last one for 2020 or 2020, if you hate everything. <laughs> A lot of it was like victory lap in the last little bit there. There were some people that were like, I tried my best and I couldn't do it. There were some people that were just starting NaNoWriMo in the last week. And there did they some do it? Not as did far they, as I Did you hear it. anybody? Yeah, that's it. I didn't hear, but I didn't follow up either. I don't know. I want to I want to say, yeah, go for it, do it. And part of me wants to say, you better not succeed at this. <laughs> but that's the thing. If they if they finish reading that book that you that you were talking about earlier and they write can write 10,000 words a day, they could do it in five days. There was a lot of like uh, people regretted not even trying it. So they were like, oh man, now that everyone's finishing, it didn't feel like that much of a, it doesn't feel like that much of a commitment once the month is already over. You know what I mean? Right. So they were like, oh man, you know, if I would have just, 
tried a little bit, I maybe could have done it or blah, blah, blah. So there was some of that, which I was a little surprised to see at the end of the month. A L- little bit of everything, but the big surprising thing. Also, my final, the final view of my spreadsheet is up on my Twitter thread of the spreadsheet in all its glory. I didn't even get to see all the colors I put because I had to write so many words in the last few days. Because <laughs> uh, I originally had that every 2,000 words in the last 10,000, it would change colors. And I didn't even get to see it because the green was only like the last. But anyway, if you want to take a look at the spreadsheet, it's there. Uh, what else? Anything else to add? I don't think so. We did it. We did it. Indeed we, we did. did. And nobody can take that away from us because there's that. no steroid testing in NaNoWriMo. <laughs> Doesn't count as cocaine use if no one saw you snore it. <laughs> That's not true. No. Okay. Uh, the white stuff I had in the bowl was scotch mints, black licorice flavored, and... Thankfully, my wife kept that ball stocked pretty good, so I had... Yeah, you had it good. I know I did, yes. Although it sounds like the snacks mom got you were a little healthier. Well, yeah, but I only had those last, like, two or three days of NaNoWriMo, first of all. Second of all... That's it. That's it. Just I. Didn't <laughs> That's have, all I got. I didn't have snacks for as long as you had, and... I had to make my own dinner a lot of times, so... There's that, yeah. And I did a lot of my writing falling asleep, too, so... There was well, a lot. I did too. I had I uh, spent a fair bit of time. Uh, I'd look up and there's eyes all across the line, <laughs> the line of the thing, because I'd have my hands over my keyboard and as I relaxed, I'd drop one of my fingers. Oh, under my the key. start like nonsense. So I would just have a paragraph that was like that is there that and so I that was for there, and I would have to delete it because there was nothing usable in there. Which was the worst part because you hit your word count and then you got to go back and delete it the next day. And you're like, I guess I didn't hit my word count. <laughs> Join us next year for NaNoWriMo Part 3. Let's actually finish that. Unless you finish your novel beforehand. Yeah, oh, that could be motivation. I don't want to do this for a third NaNoWriMo. Yeah, you want to write a brand new story next year. Yeah. I do have a, a small announcement there have been concerns about people missing some of my content, so I set up uh, kind of like a newsletter on my website, aluminumlinings.com. So you can go on there and you can sign up. So if you're not on the social medias, but you don't want to miss out on a podcast or blog post or what have you, um, you can go into my website and uh, it should pop up right away. And it's also in the banner just to sign up for the Aluminum Linings updates. Um, So you can get all that stuff without having to go on Facebook and find out which of your friends are anti maskers <laughs> with that in mind good luck have fun and don't talk to strangers unless they're standing six feet away from you and you want to make new friends